day, November 11th, was observed as Remembrance Day or Veterans Day in the United States and by all countries who are part of the Commonwealth, including Canada. So the Remembrance Day or the Veterans Day is basically to remember the sacrifices that's were, that were made by the armed forces while protecting our nations. So I was thinking about why do we need forces? You know, why do we need soldiers? Why do we need to fight and protect the nation? And that, is, that seems to be the reality. You know, simply because the attacks are real. You know, why people are trained and, you know, getting get, taken in uh, in army and in armed forces, in various types of, you know, forces, because they are needed, they are all needed to protect the nations. So this morning, I'm really trying to draw, I would like to draw your attention to a deeper spiritual insight for our lives as we grow spiritually. If you, if you turn back quickly to see in the last couple of weeks, you know, God has been leading us in a, in a spiritual way. We, we spoke about the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit and, you know, how uh, we are blessed, how we are anointed and how important it is to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit and all those things we talked about. So this morning, I want to take you to deeper, little deeper into some of the spiritual aspects. As attacks are real, it is also important that we need to be protected. Can you all say protected? As attacks are real, we need to be protected. Protection is important. So we need to be on guard to protect us. You know, Bana mentioned and Joy mentioned right now, you know, how important it is to surrender and ask for God for his protection upon our lives and our families. So this morning, I'm titling my sermon as Be on God. Can you read that with me? Be on God. You know, it's going to be, the slides are going to be really flashy and colorful, right? Just don't get lost in those things. Just look at me. That simply means just be ready at any moment for two things. Number one, to defend. And number two, to fight against. Can you say that with me? Number one, to defend number two to fight against and we know both of these right so we are good in those things right we are good in defending and we are also good in fighting so please understand this morning my objective is not really to scare you about the attacks but to bring the reality of the attacks that we are facing in our lives in our day-to-day -day lives so here my objective is to share some of the spiritual truths in the area of the attacks as believers, as Christians are facing today. How many of you are facing some attack, some kind of attack? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for the honest hands. We're all facing attacks in different ways in our lives, in different ways. So God wants us to be ready at any moment to defend and to attack. So this morning I want you to come with, come along with me. Let's start considering different types of attacks. We are going to talk about four different types of attacks this morning. If you can put the next slide. Number one, we're going to talk about a little bit about cyber attacks. Secondly, we are going to talk about viral attacks. Thirdly, we are going to talk about physical attacks and eventually spiritual attacks. So I'm just going to cruise through number one, two, three, and then eventually we'll land in spiritual attacks. That's where we are going to spend most of our time. So interestingly, all these attacks follow a similar pattern. 
By the way, you can take notes, but there is no quiz, right? There is no presence. Keep taking notes, keep taking notes, and keep learning, keep learning. There's a lot of learning this morning, right? So all these attacks, they follow a similar pattern. And God wants us to know the pattern. These attacks, all these four different attacks, they are all planned, they are all strategized, and they are all very well executed in our lives. So these attacks just don't happen overnight. They were already thought of, they were already prepared, planned, strategized, and eventually executed. And most of the times, these attacks are very, very successful. So I want to spend a few minutes to study the pattern of the known attacks. Some of these slides may be a little technical, and if you don't understand, you can just wait for the next slide, okay? okay don't, don't, get, just don't worry that you don't understand this. So you can skip through and just try to get what is the core of it, right? what I'm trying to convey this morning. Number one, let's talk a little bit about cyber attacks. Cyber attacks really can be a malicious you know, dis attack on any computer for many reasons. Any software to disable or to steal data or to expose your, your, your secret things, secure things, or to alter or at times to destroy the data that you have and also to use the bridged or the attacked computer system as a platform to launch more attacks. So that's what is known as cyber attacks. You know, we all go through it. You know, we all go through it at times. You know, we lose. And uh, you know, I remember I know a couple of people in the church. You know, you all lose thousands of dollars because you went and bought credit card, or you just you know gained your your credit card number, and you lost. You lost, and then you cry and you call and cry and pray, right? So, so but the loss is the loss. So we need to know about cyber attacks. So there are different models of cyber attacks. The next slide, what you see is just one such model, right? It has four different, or one, two, three, four, five, five different stages. We are talking about the cyber attack. First stage is known as what? If you see that in the screen. Entry, second one. Distribution, third one. Exploit, fourth one. Infection, fifth one. Execution, entry. The attackers, they gain access to your computer. You may have some vulnerable applications running in your computer, and through that, they will get access to your computer. And there are many different phishing techniques. They use the user data, right? Your credit card number, your bank account, all these things they will grab, and they will use, you know, uh, they will use to, to, you know, to, to take money out of your bank account. There are other, other, other attacks known as SQL injection. They get into your sensitive data and grab the sensitive data from your database, from where you store the data. They get entry, first of all. And then they, what do they do is they do something known as distribution. So once they gain access into your system, they direct all the traffic to a malicious website. And you know what, when the traffic is getting directed, you know, it may download certain information, some application, some spyware, and all those things are downloaded into your system. Thirdly, they exploit the attackers. They probe user system for many vulnerabilities. You know, where the applications are not secure, you download some application and install on the computer and then you happily start using it in a way that may be a vulnerable application. They start gaining access to those applications. Then what is known as infection. The malware, they infect all the files in your systems, including your system files. They corrupt everything. They also spread the infection through email attachments. Suddenly you get an email attachment from somebody and you click on that and your system gets infected. 
It's all planned. It's all strategies. Finally, what is known as execution, the malware, the malware that is residing in your system, they steal sensitive data from your system. And they also have something known as something malicious application known as some, some of the applications are known as ransomware. They will bargain with you saying that I have your information. Now you pay this much amount, then I will not you know, give your information out or I will take your bank account. I will access your bank account. So this is known as cyber attack. Just keep that in mind. Let's move on. Let's talk about a little bit about viral attack, virus attack. When we say virus, what comes in our mind? Cold, then? COVID, flu, flu shots, and all these things that comes in, comes in our mind, right? So these attacks, again, they don't happen overnight. They don't happen overnight. There are five different stages of virus attack. In the next slide, please. Step one, can you read it with me? Step two? Step three? Step four? Assembly and step five, egress or release, right? There are five different stages how virus attacks our body. How many of you get flu shot by the okay. Step one, attachment. Attachment. So these virus attach itself with the target cell that is our body cell. So virus, somehow we get infected, shake hands with somebody or, you know, uh, somebody sneeze on our face, right? So, so, so you get that infection and these virus gets into our body, they get attached to our body cells. And they penetrate these virus cells, they slowly enter into our body cells, our, the target cells. Then once they get into it, the envelope that is covering the virus, that is removed. They lose the, 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 the envelope and the viral RNA, the ribonucleic acid, so the viral RNA is released into the nucleus of the cell, in our body cell. And that's where it gets replicated. Now one virus got into our body, it multiplied. And now it has to form some coding or capsid has to form over these replicated virus cells. There is a protein layer comes and appears in front, over that. So this nuclei is very well protected. Now one has become 100,000 inside our body cell. And now they are just ready to go. Now these virus or egress are released, right? Through our body fluids. So that's how virus attacks our body. Number three, physical attack. Let's talk a little bit about physical attack. Physical attack and assaults, you know, are so common in these days. There are many people, they are struggling and suffering through physical attacks. <clears throat> there are trafficking, there are, you know, various ways, vengeance and the people rise one against the another, one family against the other, one nation against the other. There is so much of physical attack. And you know what? These all physical attacks and assaults, they are planned very well. They are planned very well. There are five different stages that we can talk about if you can put the next slide. Number one, what do you see? Number one, motivation or trigger. Number two, target selection. Number three, attack and planning. Number four, execution, escape and after effects. And we don't need an explanation. That's how physical assault happens. There's a trigger that comes from somebody. Somebody gets angry. This can happen within the family, between husband and wife. This can happen in our parents and children. This can happen in any social setup. This can happen in schools or you know, anywhere. It can happen even in workplaces. Something that triggers, something, the moment something is triggering us, we get triggered, 
you know, we start thinking about we are motivated to commit an assault. We are motivated to attack somebody. Then we identify who is the target, who needs to be attacked. There may be one-on-one -on -one attack or it may be a multi-attack, you know, multi-target attack. Now these attacks are planned and eventually it is executed. And the criminal, whoever you know, was the causing the attack, probably most of the time they try to escape. And there are after effects, you know, both on the criminal as well as on the victims. There are so much of after effects they go through. So we talked about three different effects, uh, three different attacks, right? The cyber attack, the viral attack, as well as the physical attack. So we see a pattern there. You know, there is a pattern. There are different stages that are followed. The reason I'm telling all these things this morning is for us to understand the kind of attack that we are encountering today. So in all these attacks, we see a pattern of cunningness. Slowly gaining access into the system. Slowly gaining access to the people or the situation and take control over the situation. Devil follows the same strategy as he attacks us spiritually. Can I hear an amen this morning? We all know that when we must know the plans and schemes of the devil, so we should be able to identify his strategies to prevent, to prevent, listen to me, prevent, as well as to safeguard, as well as to protect our lives and our families. So number four, let's talk about the spiritual attack this morning. So people don't get attacked by demons overnight. Listen to me. So it happens very gradually. Like any other attack, devil plans this attack very cunningly or craftily, craftily or deviously or shrewdly or cleverly in whatever way he can plan or trickily he can plan these attacks on us and that's what he does he's very capable of doing that he tried that with the jesus very well planned very well thought of you know what need to do what he has to speak on what he will expect from jesus and how to handle that moment he knew that very well and he can do that very well to us if he could do, do that with jesus it may be scary to know the devil is attacking the believers. But it is the truth because scriptures, three scriptures we are going to read and all these three scriptures are telling me that the devil is keeping believers like you and me who are running for God, who want to do something for God as a target. Number one, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Can you read with me? Now, the spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons bible says that's what will happen at the end of the age let, let, let's go to another scripture first peter chapter 5 verse 8 can you read with me first peter 5 8 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And exactly as the cyber attack comes and looks for the vulnerabilities in the application in the system, devil goes around, looks for the vulnerable individuals, vulnerable believers. Believers who are not happy, who are not happy with what they have. Who are those vulnerable believers? Believers not happy with, those, what, what, with what they have. Believers just get disappointed get discouraged for any simple thing vulnerable believers 
Believers who go around and always complain, complain. Vulnerable believers. Right? So there may be more definitions. So devil will look for opportunities Oh, with this vulnerable believers and try to attack them. One more scripture. Ephesians 6, 11 to 12. Can you read with me? Put on the whole armor of God. If attack is not happening, Paul would not have written this. He said, uh, he said this so very clearly. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil. So devil, devil is a great schemer. And verse 2 says, For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood but against principalities against powers and against rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places so god said this in the word of god because it is so real so as we saw in the case of cyber attack and viral attack and physical attack devil makes this attack by planning it and my multiplying it and he does that in multiple stages in our lives so we are going to little learn this morning about what is known as demonology to gain little understanding on how the devil operates not in that detail we can't we don't have time to, to speak about that in detail but this the spiritual decline that we see today in the current generation in our own life is not really unknown to the devil devil already knows the church is really struggling the church is barely just standing at any moment it can collapse and he knows where to attack he knows whom to attack he knows how to create confusion within the church among the believers it's not unto unknown to him he knows everything very clearly and he is the one in fact causing that and so he knows it very well. He approaches this by stage by stage. But Bible says we need to be on what? On God. We need to be on God to escape these attacks. So devil's spiritual attack, devil spiritually attacks you and your families. Now, if you ask me this question, is this something to be preached on a Sunday morning? No. Right? No. But am I going to preach this? Answer is yes, right? Yes, because it has to be told. And we don't have a Bible study. We don't have any other forum where we can talk about this. So this is the only time we can listen to this. So as I teach, you try to identify which stage you are in in that attack the devil is causing over you and your family. So that this morning we'll be able to identify those areas and we'll be able to work through so that we are so strong in the Lord. Number one, stage number one is known as regression regression so regression simply means as it is written to withdraw or to decrease or to backslide that's what is known as regression can you say that with me these words need to stay in your mind number one is what regression forget all those things that we said okay let's listen to this now number one regression regression means what to withdraw to decrease to backslide so come down from the formal level once you try to do something for god once you are on fire for god but now you try to come down in your level it's a reverse trend or it's a shift to a lower stage right when it, it's physics now when, when an atom gets excited to the higher state what will happen when it comes down it will release 
energy. That's how light formation happens. Right? Like that's how laser radiations work. So, so we get excited and we get into a level, higher level. And now slowly we come down. That's what regression is talking about. Spirit of God writing to the church in Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. If you can read that with me. Can you read that with me? Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. When you accepted, when you Christ, when you gave your life to Jesus, the kind of excitement that you had, the kind of passion that you had, the love that you had for God has come down. Number one stage of demon attack is what is known as regression. To better understand this word regression, let's talk about the opposite word. Opposite to regression is what? Wow, 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 excellent, English teachers. Progression. Progression, that simply means moving forward. So if you are not moving forward in your spiritual life, if you are not moving forward in your walk with the Lord, it simply means you are regressing. It simply means we are regressing. So I don't know, but you need, you need to know. I know about myself. You need to know about yourself. This is the first step enemy takes to cause the attack. We started to read God's word. We started praying. We started going to church regularly. We started having relationship with God. We started playing worship songs and worship God. But where are those things today? Do we still do, do, do those things in our lives? We lose the strength of the spiritual muscle when we regress. We don't have anything to say. We don't have anything to do. We don't have anything to give. When we regress in our lives, we just simply lose our effectiveness for God. How many of us, how many families are going through that syndrome of losing the effectiveness for God? You do whatever you do. You don't try to put together and do something. Come rush, rushing to Sunday morning to church and that's it. After that, there is no, no, no thinking about God at all. Regression. Satan takes you backward one step. That's the first kind of attack comes on over us. Our families. Number two, stage number two is known as repression. Repression simply means to squeeze or hold back or to push down. It quenches the expression of joy. It crunches the expression of our happiness. It crunches the expression of having a walk with the Lord. That is lost in our lives. Because of our life conditions, because of the cares of this world, everything is quenched. Everything is quenched. Repression is an outward sign of what had happened inside. What had happened? Regression. Re Repression is an outward sign of what had happened inside. So when someone is at the repression state, they don't express anything. They're unable to express anything. Something has happened inside of them, but they are not able to express. Even churches, they don't allow them to sing, they don't play the music, they don't encourage them to worship, they don't encourage them to praise God, they don't encourage them to spontaneously erupt with a loud voice of praise. 
those churches are already submitted themselves to the spirit of repression do you know that holy spirit is not there in all the churches do you know that you better know you better know all the churches are not run by holy spirit there are different spirits occupying controlling right from top right from the leadership this church is filled with that spirit that spirit we are moving into a different realm this morning come along with me repression is a state of unable to express our feelings Proverbs 27 verse 12 can you read this with me Proverbs 27 verse 12 this verse has plenty tremendous meaning but we, I try to narrow it down a prudent man that simply means a careful man do you get that on the screen a prudent man a careful man or a sincere man or a shrewd man foresees evil and what hides himself but the simple people who are careless people who are easygoing people who behave foolish at times the careless they pass on and they are the one those who are punished if this scripture tells about the difference between a prudent man and a simple man prudent hiding himself from the attack you know God wants us to use listen to me God wants us to use our common sense in many situations these people when they they are speechless they are emotionless they come to the prayer warriors to the prayer teams prayer groups or to the pastor those who can pray for them or they go to the doctors you know if they are physically they need to be attended or they go to the counselors psychologically if they are impacted prudent people prudent ones they hide they know where to hide they are very careful in doing it but the simple the careless are punished they don't express their feelings because they are already under the attack they don't express their feelings they don't cry they don't go and ask for help they don't share their condition with anybody else they try to handle everything inside of them Christianity has both in fact Christianity has many simple many careless many foolish listen to me and they don't know how when and where they need to stand they need to stand in their decisions especially the new converts if they don't taught properly if you don't teach them properly because of their wrong timings their voices are not heard because of their at times you know they are so adamant they're not adamant they're so fi on fire for God they do not know how to express their feeling when they should stand for God when they should obey the government when they should obey the rulers they do not know just simple prudent keep the main thing as the main thing main thing is what we need to serve God the many of the nations those who go through persecution not all the persecutions are inflicted by the government persecutions are received by us taken by us because of our simple foolish attempt where we need to obey we need to obey to the authorities we don't stand and try to fight against them that's not persecution that's not persecution so you know Christianity is mainly with the simple people they are just new into the faith they need to be taught they need to be taught well they need to know where not to break the bridges they need to know how to maintain relationship how to maintain peace that is important than standing for God and dying for God how we are able to live you know dying is easy dying is easy 
But standing for God is difficult. Every day you go through death. Every day you go through pain. If you want to stand for God, that's what is going to be honored by God. Not just simply dying. Sometimes when people are going through regression, they are unable to express their feelings outside. So no one could help them. Number three stage of the attack that the enemy is trying to cause on us is suppression. Suppression. What is suppression? Excusing down abnormally. Heavy load. To conceal and to suppress information, feeling and desire. And how this happens, how enemy does this? Enemy does this through people like you and me. Like you and me, listen to me. Repression is controlling the inward feeling, but suppression, something comes from outside and controls us. Some power comes from outside and that power controls us. That is what is suppression. Now, when suppression happens, the demonic forces become very active and they are very happy because that lays the road for them to enter into that life. When suppression happens, sometimes, you know, this suppression can happen by people who are above us. Sometimes this suppression ha can happen in our workplaces, in our marriages, in the churches, very well it happen, happen. Majority of them are happening in the churches and in any other places too, social setup too. There are suppressors, they suppress people. In marriages, there one partner may suppress the other partner. If your partner is going through something in her life or his life, probably she or he is in one of the stages that we need to identify. We need to identify that. Suppressors, they open the door for the demonic powers. Let's read the scripture, Proverbs 14.7. Can you read that with me? Proverbs 14.7. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not pursue in him the lips of knowledge. They are suppressors. And people at this stage, they cannot really come out of that situation by their own will. They're by their own willpower. They need help. They need help. They need the power of God. Because they are under attack. So what situation are we in today? What situation our children are in today? What situation our spouses in today? Some of us don't want to go to the workplaces because the moment you go there, you are suppressed. You are suppressed. And if you continue to be in that stage, if you don't express your feeling to somebody else and try to look for help, you will get suppressed and the demonic forces are behind. Remember this. Stage number four. Is what? Depression. Depression is a mental health condition or disorder that is characterized by a persistent feeling of sadness, hopelessness, and showing lack of interest in anything. Have you come across people like this in your life who are going through depression already? Listen to me, all of us at some point of time in our lifetime, we are in each of these phases. I've been there in these phases, but you know what? I, I, I was very careful to come out of that phase quickly. So we don't want to stay in that phase. We go through at times and all these things are all common to men. I'm not talking about this happening, happening to everybody. Don't happen to all the holy people, all the saints, so-called. So it's not like that. It happens to everybody. But we don't want to stay there. 
in order not to stay there we need to know what it is what we are going through in our lives how to come out of it so depression is nothing but it's a broken spirit a person who is going through depression he or she is pressed down to a point where they cannot handle you know, then they are taken to a phase known as depression and people who are depressed it's easy to identify people who work with them such people it's easy to identify by the doctors by the medical field by the counselors and pastors at times a person who is depressed has been pressed down so much that the spirit is crushed already the very gentle soft little spirit inside of us is crushed because of the load that we cannot handle now depression can be also triggered by various other things you know losses in the family troubles and problems and various causes so when our spirit is crushed it loses its ability to communicate with god listen to me when our spirit is crushed it loses its ability to communicate with god with the holy spirit when that happens satan really makes use of this condition and takes us to the extreme level of social withdrawal or even suicidal thoughts because our spirit is already crushed and it has no more ability to communicate seek out for help it just lost the ability and now enemy makes use of this opportunity to take us to the extreme of even so suicidal thoughts let's read a couple of scriptures proverbs chapter 17 verse 22 bible says the writer writes a merry heart does what read that again a merry heart does good like medicine but a broken spirit dries the bones so people who are going through in this phase their bone is dried they are helpless they can't do anything by themselves again depression can be caused by hundreds of reasons various other reasons but remember this condition is not from god this condition is because number one we are living in a fallen world and secondly because there's a power behind the satanic power that is occupying that, that is operating from behind but god teaches us to be joyful in the middle of problems that's where we see people who are going through depression their spirit is already broken they don't have a communication with god but people who are going through the same trouble in their lives they are able to survive they are able to be joyful they don't they, they have not lost the joy inside of them because their spirit is not crushed they don't allow their spirit to be crushed never allow never allow your spirit to be crushed never allow come out of it immediately come out of it romans chapter uh, 14 verse 17 can you read that <coughs> romans 14 17 for them kingdom of god is not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit you know that should make a difference between you and your neighbor that should make a difference between people who follow god you know people who follow god if they all walk you know putting their hands heads down who wants to come to this religion who wants to follow that christ that god who is making you upset every moment <laughs> we don't want that we don't want to be like that we don't want to be like that if someone is really allowing this state of depression for some time they will be quickly taken to an nth degree of stage known as oppression stage number five oppression to oppress somebody that simply means to causing by causing a heavy load they are not capable of carrying 
could give you some examples. The weight is too heavy on them. They are unable to carry that load anymore. They are oppressed. You remember, children of Israel were in Egypt and they were oppressed. That's what the Bible says. They were beaten down. They were crushed with a load that was too heavy for them to handle. You know, at times in our lives, we are taken to a stage and where we feel that the load is heavy on us, we are unable to handle it anymore. We are oppressed. Situation can oppress us. People can oppress us. Demonic powers can oppress us. Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, we will not go to the scripture. Acts 10 verse 38, Bible says, God anointed Jesus Christ to set the oppressed free. Amen. God anointed Jesus Christ to set the oppressed free. So oppression is a very well, it's a defined as a demonic condition. Some people are oppressed by demons because the demonic forces repeatedly condemn them in their ears. The demonic forces tell them that they are useless. The forces that they hear in their ears, the voices that they hear is, it's always a false guilt on them. It's none of their problem, but they carry this false guilt in their lives. There's a false accusation and the whispering in their ears saying that you are not good. You are not good. You are not useful for anything. These things weigh them down so heavy. They are oppressed. Sometimes the past sins. Sometimes the shame that we carry. The failures. At times worry causes oppression. Fear causes oppression. Can you come with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7? That's why Paul writes to Timothy saying that. Can you read with me? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Why? Because devil is the one who causes that heavy spirit, that heaviness upon us. There are other reasons, economic conditions, you know, social and cultural factors. There are various other reasons, reasons that can oppress, you know, people, discriminations. At times even there are identity-based, gender-based oppressions that can oppress. When Satan comes to weigh us down with all his lies, we need the power of God to get to find a release out of this can you come with me to acts chapter 10 verse 38 now let's read that scripture acts 10 38 god how god can you read with me out loud all of you how god anointed jesus of nazareth with holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil by the devil for god was with him final stage or just before one stage six known as obsession Obsession is defined as it's a compulsive preoccupation with a fixed idea, fixed thought, or an fixed unwanted feelings, or an emotion. Often it is accompanied by anxiety and worry and fear. This cannot be broken by natural means. Have you seen people who are obsessed with one thing? They always talk about that. They always think about it. The one who was depressed, now oppressed, is captured by just that one thought. They went somewhere, they just got this wrong thought and that's what they are clinging on to. No matter how much you teach them, no matter how much you pray for them, they are unable to get out of it. Be careful about your teenage boys and girls, youth. 
That's what they go through. They see something somewhere and they are obsessed. They are obsessed. You know what? There is, it may be just a simple jealousy, a spirit of jealousy, that eventually turning into hatred on somebody, a cause for killing of innocent people. It might be an immoral obsession that they are obsessed with. It may be sometime, you know, deep addiction to drugs and alcohol, you know, whatever it may be. People are obsessed. By the way, there is a good obsession, you know that? There is a good obsession. Colossians, let's come, come to that scripture. Colossians chapter 3, Paul writes beautifully, verse 2. Can you read with me? Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. Good obsession. It's very well. It's good to set our eyes and minds and everything on, on God, on the heavenly things. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. You know, the scripture goes this way. It's not in the screen, but I'll just read it for you. By, Paul says, whatever is true, it's a beautiful scripture. Whatever is worthy of following, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think of those things. It is good to get obsessed with those things, Philippians 4, 8. But Satan obsesses people with jealousy, with hatred, with anger and sin and number of other things. And compulsively they are made to focus on one thing that they are unable to come out of it they are unable to come out of it people who are submitted themselves listen to me to hypnosis sorry hypnosis and sometimes they consult mediums and new age movement you know all these things horoscopes right or they go to some channelers drugs and pornography if you're depending on any of those it upsets it has a power to obsess our lives there are times seeking God in the wrong places. Listen to me. Going to different preachers and pastors and, you know, getting prayed and allowing them to lay hands on you without knowing who they are, without knowing what is their life behind the stage, without knowing with what spirit they operate. It's very, very dangerous. You know, just one example I can give you. One precious woman uh, who was in the U.S. associated with us for a long time, even still now. Once she... She was not part of the prayer ministry for a couple of uh, months and then suddenly one fine morning she cried and cried and she called us and said, I'm having trouble now. I'm anointed, Holy Spirit anointed, everything is true. But I can't sleep because something goes from the neck to the, my, my, my bottom of my leg and something goes inside my skin and moves everywhere day and night. I'm unable to sleep. We asked, where did you go? To whom did you go? She said, there's a preacher coming from India every year and she went to pray with him. And after the end of the prayer, he said, in Jesus' name, I keep something inside of you so that you will come to me, come to every prayer meeting regularly. And since that time, you may know, forgive me if you know that preacher, whoever it is. So since that time, she started getting that feeling every day in every night. And she said, can you pray now? It will be, it'll go. And Joy said, how long you have been going there? That many days, that many months you are getting prayed and you are part of the ministry. It's a church. It's a, it's, a, it's a worship ministry. Everything is normal. Everything is like any other church. Do you know who they are? No, somebody said he's good. Somebody said he's a healer. Somebody said he's a prophet. He's a deliverer. And that's the reason I went. Now, you're taking that medicine for so, so many, so many long days, so many long months. Now you need to get detoxified from all these things so it cannot happen immediately. It will take time. You need to fast. And some of you know that lady also. So you, you need to fast and you need to pray and cry to God. It will take time. 
and eventually she got delivered. And when we were there in the U.S. last time, we were there at the house praying for her. She started scrolling, moving like a snake. From a church, from a Christian ministry, from a worship ministry, is this what she has to get? Children of God, we need to be careful where we go. Easily demon can deceive us. Number stage, stage number seven, possession. Possession defines it is the power of the evil spirit entered into the life and take complete possession. It's an act of taking someone into control by force. So when we leave, when we give our lives, our families, our children to each of this phase, that's where we end eventually. But in that, the worst part is the devil captures the immortal soul. Once evil spirit enters into somebody, possesses somebody, the devil captures the immortal soul and they are under the attack, the total control of the devil. Willpower will not work, any medication will not work, any counseling will not work other than surrendering to the power of God will only work eventually. When one is possessed, evil spirits have entered into that life, controlling that life, controlling that family. Matthew chapter 8 verse 16, can you read with me? When evening had come, they brought to him, to Jesus, many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. Matthew 12, 22, then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him. So that he, the blind and mute man, both spoke and saw. There are many people who are possessed by demon. They need deliverance. And what is important this morning is, and I want to just quickly summarize, and this summary is important, I believe we don't have that in the screen. For cyber attacks, listen to me, <laughs> there is a prevention and there is a cure. For cyber attacks, prevention could be what? How we can prevent? Prevent, you can install a security software that will prevent. And how we can cure? Maybe you scan through your system and clean your system of all the infections. For, flu, for virus attacks, prevention, prevention maybe, only way to, is to? Yes, you know that, right, what to do. So now cure can be obtained by virus infection. You need a lot of sleep, you need a lot of, uh, what, rest, and you need to have plenty of water and all those kind of things, right? That's a, that's a cure. For physical attack, prevention maybe, Try to maintain peace with people. Just don't come against. Try to love people. Try to maintain harmony. Keep the environment safe. Study your environment. Keep yourself safe. That may be prevention and cure may become. When it happens, it happens. You know, that's a reality of life. That's how we need to take it and move forward if such thing happens. But for spiritual attacks, listen to me. The moment we regress, the first stage, the moment we realize that we are not progressing, we need to come back to God. That's a prevention. The moment we realize that we are unable to do anything for God, we don't have that zeal and the zealous and the passion anymore, it's better to come to God. That's a prevention. Cure. If you've already gone through these stages, cure can be only the power of resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we all arise this morning as we close?